Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. You're listening to Screen Heroes on the Heroes Podcast Network. Hey everyone, welcome back to Screen Heroes. My name is Ray, and tonight we are late because of Derek. <laughs> yes, for you live streamers, <laughs> we're sorry for starting two minutes late because Derek. But to 98% of our listeners, it's a moot point, so. Doesn't matter. It he's, was fun to say. That's the second time he's used that word in two minutes. I so. know, right? Moot. Moot. Yeah. Moot. Do you know what that means? Do you know it, that it means arguable? I could sit here and argue it for you. That's what moot means. It doesn't mean Can I go like, play Bioshock or something? Void. This is this is not how I want to spend my evening. <laughs> All right, guys. I'm Ray. Ryan and Derek are with me, obviously. 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 And tonight we are talking Howard the Duck. Not just Howard the Duck. We are talking the 1986 movie. The live action Howard the Duck. Not the fun Seth Green cameo that occurred in 2014. Yes, all three seconds. It was fun. It's not the point. Hey, before we get started, though, quick announcement. We will be at Planet Comic Con in March, March 20th. We have a panel, a live show on Friday at 4.30 in room 2505A. Just ask for the smallest room. That's where we're at. And, uh, I mean, it might be. Who knows? There'll, there'll be seating for 10 people, I think. <laughs> um, no. There's definitely seating for more than 10 people. But we will be doing our MCU tournament again. battleground thing again. But now there's more movies, so we have to move a little faster than we did last time. But we'll be doing that. It just means less can talk. <laughs> it's, it's great. Um, also, the, the following day on Saturday at 4.30, I will be doing a Red Shirts and Runabouts panel as well. Uh, we're calling it Star Trek Universe. Ray is actually going to guest on the panel. It's because he needs that woman. Yeah. yeah. Um, and of course, this, the group seem diverse. My co-host Greg on the show will be joining us as well. And Ray, Ray is our number one recurring host. And our number two recurring host, Zach, friend of the show, will also be joining wow, us so for So four the people. Yeah. You can have up to five. So, okay. And our sibling show, Echo Station, at 12.30 on Sunday has a panel as well. So you can join Ian and Chris for that one. That's so. a lot of white people. It's, it is sadly just white people. If, uh, if I could bring in other people, I would. But unfortunately, I don't have anybody else hosting shows at the moment. We all so. fit the podcast stereotype, apparently. I, I apologize for that. I have tried and failed miserably. So... You know, it's okay. Yeah. That's the first do do? step to doing. I'm, I'm Jewish. That's as diverse as I think we are at the moment. So nailed it. Yeah. What's up, Ray? I was going to make a joke. I'm <laughs> Don't not, do it, Rachel. I'm not going to do, do it. it. I'm not. What? Nothing. I he thought you were going to say something. No. I was going to do it, but no. don't do it. No. Let's talk, let's talk stuff. What do you want to talk? All right. So let's talk news. Sonic did really well at the box office this weekend. And, and good reviews. Yeah. So Tomatoes was like 94% or something. Reviews are fairly positive. Yeah. I mean, people are going in saying things that we already know. Don't go in expecting an Oscar movie. They didn't turn, you know, nothing into something amazing. But they took the source material and had fun with it. So. So people are loving it. Yeah, I mean, it grossed $58 million just over the opening weekend alone. It's mm-hmm. already crossed the $70 million mark. So to all of the poor CGI designers that had to crunch for three plus months, um, at least it's being well received. Allegedly. 
There's yeah. a conspiracy theory around that. We're not going to go into it again. There's CGI. Well. Somebody care. was crunching somewhere. So, <laughs> How much did Birds of Prey? Uh, so Birds of Prey brought in another $17 million, which brings its domestic gross to $59. Uh, worldwide, though, um, I accidentally hit Sonic. I apologize. Worldwide for Birds of Prey at this point brings the grand total to $145.5 million, which is nearing double its budget. Um, so it's so. almost going to make marketing back. Yeah, I mean, it's certainly not a flop. It's certainly not a blockbuster success either, but it's doing well. You know, it's it's making a, a good amount of money. Its projections are actually fairly positive. Did you guys see that Rob Liefeld, the creator of Deadpool, said that uh, Birds of Prey failed because Margot Robbie wasn't hot? No. the cre- Yeah. He's the creator of Deadpool? He was the original artist on Deadpool. Yeah, that's disappointing. He's the guy that draws all the 90s superheroes with a giant chest and, and the pouches. Tiny Lots bodies. of pouches. So many pouches and feet everywhere. That he can't he doesn't he, know how to yeah. draw feet. Yeah. Yeah. But cool. yeah, he basically said that the costume designer for Suicide Squad was better than uh the one for Birds of Prey. And okay. Margot Robbie wasn't hot enough. Okay. Well, Harsh what are you gonna do? Yeah. Somebody who looks like a peeled potato. It's just really crappy because Margot Robbie has a said multiple times how uncomfortable she was in Suicide Squad and you know she the stuff was too tight and she was always showing people stuff that she didn't want to and she hated it so it doesn't matter though Rob Leefield needs to be satisfied apparently Whatever. Right? I mean, it's what, what's what's the point there say. that a movie doesn't do well when its lead is not attractive? Because they purposely make Ryan Reynolds look like shit in Deadpool. So yeah. like that's not He's a, still hotter than most guys, though. That <laughs> that's point, true. He so. still was hotter than most guys. That's fair. Rachel, would you still have sex with Ryan Reynolds even in the burn makeup? That's a face I could sit on. Okay, yeah. exactly. Yeah, but like his whole body looks like that. That's though. okay. Does it still function? We could go down a weird route here, and I'm going to stop We're us. We're all before... God's children in the dark. I'm going to stop oh, us before we go too far. That's a quote from I was Scrubs. about to go too far, so it's a good thing you stopped that. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Um, all right, so what else do we have? That was the box office, so congrats to yeah. Sonic. Uh, Birds of Prey still number two, and that's kind of it. Yeah, so uh, new images from the Bill and Ted movie have surfaced them in the telephone booth. And then them in matching, slightly matching tuxes, very similar to the way um, Harry and Lloyd were matching in Dumb and Dumber. They're less ridiculous, but, you know, just same tux, different color kind of situation. Mm -hmm. And it looks like they're at a concert. So they look like, yeah, they look like they're having a good time. And that's all I want. I want to go in there and see Bill Winters and Keanu Reeves have a good time. That's all I expect from that movie. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. It's a little sad Carlin's not still around. This I should know. have been done like two decades ago, but yeah, whatever. A, that is a shame. He was he was wonderful. He but was fine as Rufus. Yeah. Like, I always liked George Carlin. I don't think I ever saw him in something and didn't like his role. So. Yeah. Um, they're not great movies, but they're fun movies, they are and fun. that's what matters. So do we want to talk about Batman? I want to talk about Batman. Okay. So you just answered your own question. Yeah, sounds like it. Talk Batman. <laughs> Please talk about Batman. So we Derek. is me. Yeah. Um. Cool. Uh. So yeah. So we got our first look at Robert Pattinson in Batman gear. It's a pretty short clip. It is on the it's dark a test. side. Screen test. Yeah. yeah. Uh. But there was some you know music involved and things of that nature. What were your thoughts, guys? It looks good. It looks fine. The clip was too dark. Uh, Ryan brightened it up for me, but I I think he looks good. I think he's going to, he at least looks the part and, you know, that's the first step. Yeah. I think like 60% of the internet doesn't like it and 20% like it (laughs) and 20% have really mixed feelings and are waiting to see more. The other 10 just want to bang Edward Cullen. Probably. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Or Cedric Diggory. (laughs) So, yeah, I mean, I definitely feel like it's a lot of people who just, like, they weren't going to like whatever it was. Keep in mind, I, I'm in, like, yeah. a lot of the Batman groups for my business, yeah. so I see a lot of the stuff that, like, maybe more, you know, the normies don't see. So, yeah, the Batman fandom is pretty 
divided with it leaning towards don't like it. So it's kind of crazy. It seems more and more that every fandom is like this now. Um, where you just, anytime there's a new version of something, it automatically sucks no matter what it is. And it's just kind of sad at this point. Um, I thought it looked fine. Like the whole problem with that mentality is you're never going to get new stuff then you're never. And I mean, like you, they don't want to let go of it either. They want to see more of this stuff, you know, Ghostbusters, Star Wars. They, they all want to see new stuff. They keep paying for it, but they just automatically hate it ahead of time, which seems a little masochistic, to be honest. Like it sounds like you're torturing yourself. Well, it's that like that meme that's going around, right? They want new stuff, but they don't want it to be the same. But they also want it to be unchanged. Yeah. Right. Right. And you can't have all three of those at the same time. No. You know? So, yeah, we can be disappointed that Ben Affleck is done. I am. I really liked his Batman. But that doesn't mean that Robert Pattinson isn't going to be good. And also, his suit looked really good. Like, I think that's part of the trouble. Is we're not coming off, like, a nipple, nipple, uh, Clooney. <laughs> nipple gate. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, we're coming off one of the best, maybe for a lot of people, the best looking live action Batman suit. So, you know... But then there's still the same people that'll call him Fat Fleck or whatever. And, you know, the suit looked really cool. I think there is a little bit of a it's a little bit of a mixed bag for me. I think it's interesting that it looks so armored, but then his cowl looks like it's made of leather, like stitched leather. Um, So there's a I'm waiting to pass judgment until I see the whole thing. But the armor pieces look really cool on their own. And the cowl looks really cool on its own from what we could see. You can't see the ears or anything like that. But I like the idea that a cowl was stitched together. It looks like he made it. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, like, so I I know the news has come out that it's the second year as Batman, but it's probably his original suit. So it's still going to be kind of a year one type thing. Do you, do you think he gets an upgrade in the movie? Probably in the last like 15 minutes. Right? Is that what we're going to see? Maybe, yeah. That's kind of the big trend in superhero stuff now. Is a, some type of wardrobe change. Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> um, I, I mean, I think it looks, aside from the cowl part, looks kind of reminiscent of the, uh, the Arkham Knight games and stuff like that, which I think is, that's a good thing to base it off of if you want to have a more armored look there's been a lot of fan renders of what the whole suit could look like and and uh one in particular i thought was really good was they tint they took the red tint away and then they colored the parts of the suit gray and blue Mm. and i really there was one with like a gold or bronze chest emblem that looked really cool and i i'm hoping that the reason they put such a bright red filter on it was to hide the colors Oh, that um, would be... I never even thought of that. Because that that's... You, I don't know. That's a big theory right now, is that they're trying to hide the colors with that. It's a good theory. But the downside is it also made everybody go, oh, that looks a lot like a Daredevil helmet. <laughs> and it does. It really does. When you just see from, you know, lower jaw up to, like, a little bit above the eyes, it really looks like a like the Daredevil Netflix cowl, which isn't a negative for me, because I like the Daredevil Netflix cowl. But for a lot of people, using that as a complaint. I don't really understand that. Yeah. I'm yeah. with you guys. What about the score? People are thinking that the sound or that the music that was playing during that is Batman's theme. Yeah, it sounded fine. You know, fine we, is what, what we got. We didn't get enough like, of it for me to really create a strong opinion either way. It was certainly not bad. You guys are more score nerds than I yeah. am. So it's really difficult to do the score prior to a lot of filming Mm -hmm. so i mean that usually starts when cuts are done and so maybe it is maybe it isn't but the music in the background was good so if it is cool if it's not they're on the right track certainly right yeah yeah. and i mean maybe with someone like batman you have a little bit of advantage of already knowing the character so the composer can start early so they don't have to see the movie and yeah right but yeah i mean i I am very big on scores. I buy a lot of soundtrack scores and things like that. So I want to hear more of it. And so far, so good, you know, Uh, Mm -hmm. but it's not something that I'm like, I'm playing in my head or anything like that yet. What do you guys think of the whole uh, gun as the chest emblem thing? That's very divisive on the internet right now, too. I don't really care if it is either way. (laughs) It. It, it certainly looks like it's some sort of mechanical something. It's either a I don't know enough or... about guns. It just looks like it can be removed and used as a weapon itself. Right. So if it's like a giant battering, that would be pretty cool. That's what I thought it was initially, and then all this mm. stuff came out about it. It's, it's 
the, the Kevin Smith thing. Yeah. yeah. I'm not saying that that would be a bad narrative device. I will say that I'm definitely not sold on that being a good narrative device. Um, but it is true to the comic books. So. Sort of. To one of the stories. I yeah. mean... It's, it's a little bit adapted. It's very but... similar to a much more recent comic book. Which is... Oh, that doesn't count as a comic book? No, no, no. no. I'm just saying, like, oh. this isn't, like, a Batman lore thing that's been around for decades. No, but it is a Batman stuff. lore thing, so I don't know what you're trying to specify with that. It, it's If it's in the <sighs> right, comic so books... what we're referring to is in the comics, he melts down the gun and uses it to create, like, shielding under his Behind chest. His suit, yeah. Yeah. And... Like, I, I like that idea more than this. Me too. You know? And so I just... I think they just... They took an idea that is an interesting concept and are kind of like making it if this is the case it just seems to be very heavy-handed and i just i don't know that that works for me i I mean i don't know yet i don't know if it seems heavy-handed to me but definitely seems like they're really i don't know if i want to say the joker out but like where they're trying to go super edgy batman that's like he's so metal that he uses his parents murder (laughs) weapon as his chest symbol you know doesn't that just sound super emo like no it does it's like he's gonna have bangs falling out of the cowl you know and how did you even get that? Like, Joe Chill supposedly kept it, or a guy put in locker evidence. How did you get that gun? Well, in the comic like, books, he bought it from a pawn shop that specializes in um, things used in weapons used in famous crimes in mm-hmm. Gotham, and he paid like four four grand for it or something like that. I can't remember. Do, so I, I I know it's 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 Detective Comics one thousand. Yeah. I think so. I actually haven't read it myself. Does he do it, like as Bruce Wayne do it, or does he do it as Batman? No, he does it as Bruce as Wayne. As Bruce Wayne. So, yeah. Bru- so everyone thinks Bruce Wayne has the gun that killed his parents. Yeah. And then Batman's walking around with that gun in his chest. Right, but they don't know that. People don't know that. He knows that. Yeah, he, well, right. Because in the comic, it's also melted down behind him and nobody actually right. sees it. His his theory behind that was that he's turning something that was bad into something that's right. good. So, see, and is so that, better. that is better. This case is just its decoration. Yeah, I guess. You I know? don't know. So I, I want to lean more towards it's a gadget type thing. Because it hope. has two like little cl- like belt clips on it, and those aren't really on guns. That's not a thing. What if they're like part of his grapple device or right, something? Right, a grapple sure. hook yeah. or a batarang would be great. That That's would be better. what I thought it was, but we'll uh, see. Yeah. Especially with like the Titans, he can throw the R. Robin can throw the R right. thing, so it's yeah. very reminiscent of that. I will say, going back to the year two thing, I am glad that it's not a straight up origin story. Like, I'm sure we're going to see his parents die again because I feel like it's contractual, <laughs> but um, I am glad we don't have to see him become Batman again. I feel like the HPN should go through all the Batman live actions and cut out the parents dying from every single one and make a montage and a put it on a YouTube clip. channel. Hmm. I could work on something like that. <laughs> you probably get a lot of hits from people that just want to see the Waynes die over and over, over, and, over and over again. again. Yeah. Should I put it to that? What's the, uh, is it an Imogen Heap song or whatever from the SNL skit and everything? The, from the OC? There you go. From the OC? Yeah. Mm, what, what you, you say? say? Oh, that would be so funny. Yeah. That, that would actually see. be perfect. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if you can time it perfectly. Yeah. That would be great. I have the software. I could probably do it. Do it. All right. right. That's our million hit <laughs> challenge on YouTube there. Uh, all right, so what else we got? We, we I don't know. talk about that for a bit. You have the news all yeah. pulled up. Tell us. I have the news all pulled up. Okay. Well, okay, so let's talk real quick about the He-Man animated series and its casting. Pretty impressive I, cast so far. Well, I know you guys have some strong opinions about it. My Mine are not as intense, I think. <laughs> um, but thoughts? Mark Hamill as Skeletor, for example? You don't... So you don't have strong opinions about I don't know how you couldn't have strong like opinions about you had opinions about the Dark Crystal voice cast. I mean, I don't know what the difference is, really. They're both pretty loaded casts. So it has nothing to do with the actors at all. It has to do with the property with the property. You don't care about He-Man as much. No, 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 I do. They've just been teasing a live action film for so long that getting a new animated show just feels a little bit like a letdown whereas like the dark crystal going from a movie i thought had been abandoned you know 30 years ago to uh, a high budget netflix live action series was like really exciting this is just like yeah it's a cartoon i hope it's good i really do but kind of like the new thundercats is not for me i don't know if this will be either well there was a cartoon already of he-man a newer mm-hmm. cartoon and it was actually pretty good it didn't it wasn't very popular but it was, was very two seasons good looking i mean it what? was the 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 2007 or whatever i thought it was just one season it's oh. i was talking us. about the he-man but sorry yeah i'm sorry i totally went over to thunder i forgot that there was a he-man yeah one. there was and it had a really good uh like 
you got to see how Skeletor became Skeletor mm-hmm. and that it was King Randor, you know, and I don't know. That was a really cool scene. It's on YouTube if you ever are curious. Mm-hmm. It's really well done. The art is really nice. Um, so it's not like it's a brand new thing. No, you know. it's odd. He has a face. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you get to see why he's, you know, just a skull from the neck up, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, but does he have a neck? That was a really big debate right? in the He-Man groups, like before that show came back. He whether Skeletor had a neck or not, like in the original cartoon. I mean, we have friends that don't have necks. It's so. true. I, mean, I just true. assumed that he had a neck. You he's do he, assume that, but you never humanoid. see it, and there's, it looks like he's just a floating skull. Anyway, I'm not going to get into that. <laughs> But uh, the, as far as the cast goes, yeah, I was really impressed. It kind of came out as like a big info drop. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the headlines were all Mark Hamill is Skeletor, Mark Hamill is Skeletor. But then you started like going past the third paragraph in the article and then they start listing everybody else. And you're like, what? Look at all this talent. Why is yeah. Mark Hamill the like title of this article? Right. I mean, I probably he's the best known voice actor from this list. I don't know, man. There's a lot of pretty big talent on there. Lena Headey playing She's Evil Lynn popular. is so cool. That's Sarah Michelle casting. Gellar playing Tila. That's well, Le- awesome. Lena's probably like the highest profile actor on here, but has she done like cartoon voice work before? She did Dark Crystal. Yeah. Just like Mark Hamill did. That's why I said did. cartoon voice work. Wow. I specifically said. <laughs> She's done voice work before, but not yeah. cartoon. I was just curious. Uh, that was more of just a question. It wasn't a, a judgment. My so. question is, they have the original voice of Skeletor on the cast. Why are they not using him as the voice? It's so iconic. It's such an iconic voice. And Mark Hamill is going to sound... Look, I love Mark Hamill, and everybody's going to hate me. But even as a scientist in a Dark Crystal, he sounded basically like he was doing Joker. And, you know, I feel like he's just going to do that same shit with Skeletor. And I hope I'm wrong, because I like Mark Hamill. But I, I, I'm having a hard time getting super pumped for that. I mean, how old is Oppenheimer now? He's probably up there, but I mean, your voice doesn't get that cra- you know, crazy different. I'm sure he can do- still do the Skeletor voice. Yeah, but could he do it for the amount that would be required, maybe? I don't know. That would be my question. Like, I, I don't know. I mean, it's kind of like with the Transformers, really the only guy they've really pulled through the whole thing is Peter Cullen, who does Optimus. Everybody else who's is, the main character in pretty much everything. So yeah, but like they've replaced everybody else at this point, you know. So I don't know. Maybe he's just not. It's possible. I just it, it hurts me in my soul because Skeletor, Skeletor is such an iconic voice. Mm-hmm. That's fair. You know, everybody can hear that voice in their head. So I don't know. I, I I trust Mark Hamill, and I hope he does a good job. And his Dark Crystal work wasn't bad by any means. It just sounded like a reused voice to me. I am like reading through the list again. I like. There's there's a lot of, of really exciting things in here. I mean, Tony Todd is one that I really like. He's a great voice actor and great character actor. You know, he was he played Klingons on Star Trek and he was, he Candyman, was Candyman. And, well, that's I, what he's known for is Candyman. I yeah. I know you know him for Star Trek, but everybody else knows him as Candyman. I know, I know, but it's still cool. <laughs> that's a movie I'm excited yeah, for. Sarah Michelle Gellar as Tila is great. Yeah, and I mean. She's done a lot of voice work lately. She's done more voice work in the last 10 years than she has live action yeah. stuff. Yeah. And I mean, the whole like surrounding cast of Skeletor's crew, uh, I can't remember who does Merman, but like there, there was a couple oh, that stood out Kevin to me. Conroy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah that yeah. was why it stood out to me. I'm like, you got Kevin Conroy as Henry Merman. Rollins is doing Triclops. Right. Like, <laughs> I'm sure ridiculous. these are going to be characters that are not really like big roles or anything. Maybe but not. It's really yeah. cool. Maybe one, two episodes, but yeah. it'll be fun. Even Alicia Silver. Stone is in this yeah. and like I don't even know the last thing I saw her in it's been a minute right it's been a while so Batman yeah, and Robin I, I don't know I meant like chronologically Batman speaking Robin. not oh. like <laughs> Batman and Robin you're right was it Batman and Robin yeah. okay. the one that we did in the oh, fall because yeah, forever was Kilmer right yeah yes mm-hmm. that one introduced Robin and then they introduced right. Batgirl in the next gotcha. one so mm-hmm. just keep adding on Bat people was the plan I'm sure more toys right exactly um, okay, so that's that. Um, do we want to cover anything else on news before we take a break and switch over to our main topic? No, I I think that's it. Okay. All right. Well, then we will take a short break. And when we return, we will be talking about the 1986 live action Howard the Duck. Recently on the Heroes Podcast Network, Echo Station. Well, what's the main think- what's the main planet that Endor, the forest moon of Endor? It's a moon. So it's. There's a major planet, obviously, that it 
is the forest moon of Endor? Is Endor the actual planet then? See, th- isn't that confusing? <laughs> yes. Is it the forest moon of the planet Endor, or is it the forest moon called Endor? Kaiju Curry House. Because I'm just wondering, are Pokemon Kaiju? They are pocket monsters. They are pocket monsters, Paul. They're, pocket- they're monsters, yeah, aren't they? But, they're um, just- they're, so- they are yokai, officially. <laughs> yokai. Yeah, so, um... What's like- a yokai? Screen heroes. If the MCU gets that, then I really think that Space Jam needs to be part of the DCEU. Yes! Okay, because... <laughs> they have a big Marvel versus DC crossover where Air Bud takes on Space Jam. Man, we should write for these companies. <laughs> this is because it's Air Bud versus Bugs Bunny. That's, That's what it's right. all come down to. One-on-one. Yes, done. All right. And then, like, at the end, it's Galactus versus LeBron James. And oh, Squirrel Girl wins. <laughs> Red shirts and runabouts. Something we've talked about before and other people have, but there's, there's so much of real life history involved with Star Trek from Gene Roddenberry's days, his time in the military as, a, as on, on a bomber pilot, as a bomber crewman, you know, James Doohan serving all these people and all these real life events that have impacted things. That's very realistic of political and military leaders kind of resigning in protest at a decision they can't control. Subscribe today at heroespodcast.com, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Spreaker, Podcast Addict, and more. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys. Welcome back. We are talking about Howard the Duck. The 1986 film, that was a thing. You're so mad about this. Yeah. I don't know why you're so mad. Like, it's one thing not to like a movie, but you're, like, angry about it. Because there were humanoid duck tits in the first five minutes. So, okay. I mean, that's an interesting place to start. Um, No, like, in a good way. Like, I might as well start there. So, I watched this as a kid. It's rated PG. I don't know how. How is this movie rated PG? When PG-13 already existed for a couple of years, how did this not get... Maybe it's because no one actually, like, dies a horrible death. Like... Is that all it takes? Because you're, like... In the 80s, I think it was. It was all cartoonish violence. I mean... Is that the reason? I don't know. Why are you asking us? We're I don't know. I just wanted your guys' board. perspective That's my on perspective. it. We're here to talk about well, the movie. Well, <laughs> now, movies that are way more sexual get harder ratings than PG-13 ones, so, like, I... This was way more sexual than I truly remembered. Yeah, I mean, right in the beginning, it basically establishes how much of a perv he is. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there's I'm pretty sure that that movie poster on the wall was not a Raiders of the Lost Ark knockoff. But it like was the a porn knockoff version. of the porn version because it's literally called what what was it? It was called it Breeders was... of the Lost Stork. Yeah. Yeah. Which does not sound like Raiders of the Lost Ark, you know, in yeah. duck form. That no. sounds like the porn version in duck form. So I mean, everything in the first five minutes is to establish that he's a huge pervert. Mm-hmm. And then why does a duck have tits? <laughs> That's a great question. And why do they show them? That's a better question, I think, actually. Right before that, you see another duck that's wearing, like, a dress, and you can see that she clearly has chesticles. Mm -hmm. But you're like, okay, that's a little weird because ducks don't have breasts. They don't (laughs) need, like, any sort of mammary gland for anything. But then you actually see 
bare chesticles on display on a duck. They have normal mammalian nipples. nipples. Yes. Like what? On the larger side, even, you know? Well, what's even more interesting about it is like how unnecessary it was to even show the woman duck in the tub because it's not a sexual scene. And it scene. lingered a little, bit, a little bit, too. But right, because you're not following Howard. Howard mm-hmm. shoots through the set, right, as he's being pulled into the vortex or whatever. And so you're like on the tub. That's the shot, you know? And it's just like, I had totally forgotten about that. Whereas uh, in chat here, Midnight Pearl, that's the only thing that they remembered from the movie. Um, whereas like I just it caught me totally off guard. I forgot about it. Yep. But it is the only nudity in the movie, which is weird. <laughs> You're questioning it for a middle for, for a part there somewhere in the middle when there's a bed scene with the two of them. And you're going, is there going to be nudity again? Right. So, but- OK, so I will say this a lot. I've talked to a lot of people about this movie, and everyone seems to remember them having sex. I totally remembered them having sex. They do not have sex. I was misremembering. It's, it was really weird because I kept th- like I thought I had tricked myself into not remembering that that happened because it w- would have been really weird, right? They are full but, on boyfriend girlfriend by the end of the movie. They have sex eventually. It's just not part the of the sequence. movie. It's right? weirder if you know anything about ducks. Please do tell us about ducks. Because I'm Ryan. pretty sure that duck ducks bio have with Ryan. spiral penises <laughs> that are actually like spiky. Yeah. So does Howard have that, or is it like because they have mammal nipples? Does is it like a normal human penis on a duck? I don't know because he does imply in the diner scene that they still lay eggs. Yeah, the female ducks like still lay eggs. That's how they procreate. It's true. So that didn't change. And then they feed the they feed the duck babies with their nipples <laughs> after they hatch for a after little they while. Hatch maybe or. I don't, I don't uh, know. How does a nipple work with a mammal, or like a mammal nipple work with a beak? I'm not, I'm not sure. Like, I, I don't understand. Maybe maybe they're, they're just as functional as yours or mine, I really want to cancel this podcast. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why we're doing this. But this like all right, here's why we're doing this for everybody back home. First off, so I actually enjoy most of this movie. I think it's fun. And I think it's silly. And I enjoy watching it. And I never owned it. And I was... At Walmart, a neighborhood market doing grocery shopping, and the bin by the checkout, had, the $5 bin, had the movie sitting there. I was like, screw it. I'll pick it up. And then Ray decided to add it to our bad movie reviews Why list. Why would you do and that? I was very this is excited. all your fault, Ray. I thought that we should focus more on bad superhero movies, so I picked one of the very first Marvel properties. Is he a superhero? I mean, in the comics, yeah. Yeah, but we're... I, I, no, he I has know. zero powers. He's he the master, master of, of quack food, Ryan. <laughs> Don't even get me started. Okay? Uh, that lame shit. Every action scene <laughs> made me want to gouge out my eyeballs with a thick wooden spoon to make it even more painful because okay. it was terrible. The, the, the fight choreography is some of the worst I've ever seen. There's no doubt about it. It might be the worst I've ever seen. Honestly, it's so bad. That's hard to say. And it's. I've seen some bad stuff. I don't know if this is going to be offensive or not, but the way he moves is like a little person in a costume, right? Like a... a, Well, but he was. He was, and I know. And it was not... That took took me out every time. Like, when he was just sitting there and the eyes were moving and the the mouth was moving, it was okay, right? Mm -hmm. The, The practical effects were pretty good. But as soon as he started walking around or moving, it lost everything for me. Or he... Especially... Really bad action scenes. Well, so I think there are some positive things to to take out of this, and that okay. is the pu- like to hear those. the puppetry work. I think that the actual suit, the headpiece, the bill, the eyes. I think they actually were really quite good. And considering that it was in 1986, it did have a pretty damn good budget. To be fair, um, it didn't quite make back its 30 32 million dollar budget, which is pretty big for that time. Um, I still think it that he looked good on screen i think his look parts of him looked good i don't think anything from the neck down looked good there's a few shots of the feet where it looks like they're i don't know what giant plastic things not organic at all and i mean i know they probably were but that doesn't i mean is that okay if if et's feet looked like giant plastic things that wouldn't have bothered you at all I didn't really notice his feet, to be fair. There's a lot of scenes where it's pretty close up. So I mean, I literally just watched this, you know. No, no, I, I, we watched it last night. I, I don't really remember the feet. Could they have been, like, 
a shoe for them or something? That's exactly what it was. Oh. It was a shoe for the person that was just no, like... I meant for the oh. ducks, like for like in-universe. No, because it was made to look like a... It was, okay. I really didn't notice, so I'm just asking. Kind. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there were... That or the puppetry or animatronics or whatever it happened mm-hmm. to be was not bad. And I mean, it's certainly the highlight of the film. And funny, th- you know, knowing that, that when this was filmed and knowing that this was all, you know, practical effects, it was funny to watch scenes like right early on after the rock show when he saves her from the Beverly from the mm-hmm. um, guys that are every but guy in this movie wants to rape every woman, apparently, because that is ridiculous. Except for but, Dr. Jennings. Except for Dr. Jennings. <laughs> He's the only one. But, uh, you can it's raining it's pouring yes right in the scene and she walks out into the rain and has an umbrella and water is clearly hitting it and everything he walks out into the rain just as far as she does and is completely dry and well water I'm, slides off ducks but it hits <laughs> ducks first right i, th- I actually does thought it? about that i actually thought about that i was like is this some kind of clever thing that they're trying to do no it's but not it would have to hit the duck first for it to slide off and I'm guessing it was because it was an early scene in the movie and they were concerned with breaking the animatronics. Probably. Uh, you're, you're talking about before she asks him to go with her? It, it's right before that. Right? But like, even when I he thought, gets back... I thought it does hit him in the head. And that's why he back. He takes some steps back. When he walks into the apart or like into the hallway, mm-hmm. into the apartment or whatever, he's 100% dry. Oh, yeah, totally. His clothing? Yeah. So if you're going to use the excuse that stuff rolls off ducks... <laughs> It, I'm pretty sure they don't make the clothing out of duck. No, you're probably so, right. No, but they, they focus on creating, you know, material that would be mm-hmm. yep. complementary to a duck. There was a scene later when he was in the strip club. I think it was a strip club or whatever that club, sex the club The weird or whatever. sex club place. Um, and yeah. he gets falls in the water, gets pushed in the water or mm-hmm. whatever. And then he's wet. So I'm guessing they wait until the very end of the film to, to film, film that. that. And they're like, we don't care if the animatronics break at this mm-hmm. point. We'll just do it. I think that's fair. I don't know how many they moisture. built. There's a lot of moisture scenes in the movie. Mm-hmm. And he's never wet, except for that one scene. So I thought that was funny. I don't know why that stood out to me. Speaking of that one scene, though, what was that place? It looked like a sauna that you go to fuck. Like legally in like Cleveland, a sex club? I don't know. I, yeah, is that a thing? Does that exist? Sex clubs do exist, but I don't. Th- I don't know they existed quite like that. I mean, right? I don't know. Right? In the eighties, I was not going to sex clubs, so I'm not 100 percent sure. Somebody that was. Are you oh. going to them now? Like, <laughs> I am not going to comment on that. I would say uh, if you guys go to a local club, keep your eyes open. But no. uh, you know. Well. No, Would I, you be in the mud pit area or the regular hot tub? Where Either way, <laughs> you're walking out of there with some hepsy, okay? Like, <laughs> Probably at a minimum, yeah. <laughs> Depends how hot the mud is. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, that, that was a weird thing, right? Yeah. And it fits his character because I know in the comic books he's a pervert. He's huge But they really pervert. felt they needed to include that whole thing in I, this. I think it would have made more sense if he had worked in, like, an adult like video store or something like that. Something a little that, more relatable than a weird that, like, mud pit sex club. I know existed. Like, like, is that like a place you could just like drive up to? I don't know that those were ever particularly legal in Ohio. You know what I mean? Like they're not in Vegas, right? They're in Cleveland and there's just like this weird sex orgy place. That's just like on a strip mall somewhere. That, that some temp agency sends them to to work. Right. A government temp agency, yeah. right? The employment, the unemployment office sends them to like, that just doesn't like, I don't know. That was weird. That yeah. made no sense. I can get past the strange demon monsters because it's a comic book movie. Like, but... Honestly, it was just a small shitty way to separate Beverly and Howard for exactly. like uh, an undisclosed amount minutes. of time. Yeah, Do we, we don't know how much time passed. It was only that. a five ten minute scene at the most. So like I I'd say maybe a few hours between the unemployment agency and then I took it as like days that he worked there i mean maybe yeah i yeah i took it as a couple of days like maybe this was his second or third shift and that's why he quit you know what i mean that's kind of how i took it yeah because it seemed like he had already worked there like when he's pushing the cart he seems like he knows what he's doing right he doesn't seem like and someone told him the day before or something what to do i don't know um (laughs) so let's let's talk about some of the human cast here a little bit so you have leah thompson of course she's essentially the lead I'm getting God. a headache talking about this. She, you what? I'm getting a headache talking about this. <laughs> she went all out for this. Okay, well, like... we have to specify. It wasn't just her. Literally every actor in this movie, I'm pretty sure that George, George Lucas directed this, right? He did. I'm pretty sure George Lucas was like, okay. 
I did Star Wars. Let's have guys. a meeting here, guys. I want you to be as over the top as you possibly can. If you think you're going too crazy, you're not crazy enough. We need you to be just as insane and over the top as I you just, possibly can. Like no, everybody was that way. No paycheck could properly prepare me for. Okay, you meet a duck. You slowly befriend, fall in love, and become sexually attracted to said I don't duck. Think, I don't think that's true. I think if George Lucas drove here right now and said, <laughs> Rachel, I'm doing this movie. This is the premise. Here's $5,000. You would, 5, you would do it is immediately. A, is the amount well, I'm doing this? Think I'm about pretty this. sure so you would. This is a Lucasfilm production with a $30 million budget in 1986 that released at the same time that movies like Aliens and Top Gun were in theaters, like showing next door to each other. Yeah. Right? George Lucas did direct it. You get Leah Thompson. You get... Who's uh, straight off Back to the Future success because that was 84. Right? So she's absolutely huge. Yeah. You get Tim Robbins who you know ends up having this massive career. And, you know, you've got, uh, uh, what's his name? The principal from Ferris Bueller. Jeffrey Jones. Thank you. Jeffrey Jones, who, by the way, Ferris Bueller was also in theaters at the same time that this came out. Right. So like they him thought, and William Atherton were like the number one 80s dickheads. Mm -hmm. They thought this movie was going to be huge. Like they expected this to be successful. Based on everything I can see about this movie. I think they just blindly trusted in George Lucas. That's the only that thing I can think of. Well, yeah, New Hope was huge. Well, they already did. Well, they had already done. And, yeah, 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 never mind. Like, yeah, New Hope. No, and they Empire. had done all of them. They, at that all point. of them were done. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, Jedi was eighty four. Oh, but okay. he didn't direct. No, uh, he didn't do Empire either, and Jedi. No, but I mean, they're still yeah, they're they still had his game attached. He was still there. Yeah. Right. Um, <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, Return was eighty three, right? So, mm -hmm. yeah. so I mean, these were massive films. Like they they expected this to be a thing. Maybe, like, someone had the idea, like, this is going to kickstart Marvel movies. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that wasn't the idea. No. They, don't, they didn't think about this stuff like they did back then. Uh, back and their then, other like they properties were not that successful. The, the Incredible Hulk TV show had been off the air for a little while by now. And but that one was pretty popular. It had a it lot of It was pretty popular, yeah. But it, every other attempt, the uh, Nick Fury movie, the Fantastic Four movie, it was all bad. So. Pretty much. I mean, the Captain America TV show that yeah. was pretty short lived. Just for some perspective here, because I mean, I haven't really looked at the at movie budgets much for the 80s. Aliens movie budget was half of this. And look what it did. Half. Look what it did. And I mean, Aliens, like it or not, it's it looks freaking incredible. So I don't know. I don't know. Well, I, that's, they had Stan Winston Studios for that. I'm pretty sure that was. Uh, that's the budget right there. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just. Yeah, it's and kind, Paul Reiser. It's kind of a well, well yeah, he obviously stole the show. Um, <laughs> so anyway, so it's a weird movie, right? We we know that. Um, what did you think of the human cast, though? Do you think any of them? I mean, really, they were all. If you just accepted the fact that they were all overacting as much as they possibly can, it made it a little better. I mean, they all yeah. really sold. They were really trying. And so I yeah. give them that credit. It's just such a ridiculous movie and executed in a ridiculous way. I mean, Leah Thompson, I thought she was great, as great as she could be in this role. I don't think she could have done anything different that would have been better. She did all of her own singing, and she has a really good voice. I was pretty surprised. And that surprised. hair, I mean, Jesus Christ. <laughs> the crimping. That was a lot of hair. So before we started recording, I had mentioned that, like, I, Ray mentioned that I wanted to get the soundtrack which is like 35, 40 bucks on Entrada. And it's mainly because of her. I like Leah Thompson. I like her voice. And I liked, like, I thought that the music was pretty decent. And so I would have picked that up if it was easier to get a hold of. I mean, that's, I thought that was one of the better parts. I mean, no, the Howard the Duck theme song that they sing at the end of the movie, into the credits, is not good. But the other stuff I thought was pretty decent. Yeah. I thought... This is not related to the acting necessarily, but and I did bring it up earlier, but literally every guy in this movie is a terrible, horrible yeah. shit person that just wants to uh if not, you know, insult Get into someone's you, pants. Then then it's... yeah, sexually assault you or rape you or Yeah. Like I don't know. Every person was just there was no redeeming quality for pretty much anybody. Other than the one scientist guy. Jennings, yeah. Well, no, the other one that was that was a nice guy to Howard the Duck, but he was still a giant idiot, and 
you know, he was, well, he kind of had his own shit too, that he was kind of a jerk. You know, he keeps going after Howard without Howard. Oh, you're talking about Tim Robbins. Yeah, Tim Robbins. Oh, 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 yeah. oh, yeah, Phil. He was more, more of an, it, he wasn't trying to sexually assault people or anything, but he was still a jerk, a huge yeah. jerk. And, mm-hmm. you know, that bothered me a lot. I mean, it's, it got, not that anything about this movie was believable, but at least there would have been something to relate to if there was any person, you know, that wasn't a huge jerk. That was male, other than Jennings, who was actually a demon. Yeah. The makeup on Jennings got progressively cooler. The more he... he the voice was so terrible, The voice was though. bad. The voice was bad. But the more he... Like, the more the makeup artist made him look decayed and transformed was a lot of fun. But then and, he stopped decaying. That yeah. was my problem. Like, he was decaying. Oh, really? Like, really decaying. But then when he started getting the brow, like, prosthetic pieces and stuff, he stopped decaying yeah. and the skin was fine. So I was... Not understanding where, you know, what was going on. Skin can stretch. So, <laughs> you know, I mean, it's not crazy to think that those prosthetic pieces could have been under skin without it peeling off and regrowing or something. Right. I don't know what was going on with that. But it was cool, at least. I mean, the makeup was good and well done. Yeah. And there were a lot of, for lack of a better word, like Ghostbusters effects yes. on him throughout the they film. They looked very similar. Laser right? fingers. Well, I mean, that was a popular thing around the time because Ghostbusters was kind of the first ones to do that kind of effect. Yeah. And so, I mean, there's a movie I've been trying to get, or that we're going to be reviewing in the future. That's similar effects also. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of eighties movies that came out 85, 86, 87, 88, that were all very similar to Ghostbusters, but they definitely, I noticed it as an adult watching this, this looks a lot like Ghostbusters effects. Mm-hmm. Well, especially towards the end when I guess he's like phasing the two of them out of existence yeah. or whatever. It looks straight up like the proton stream. Yeah. You know, like it they did. didn't even change it. it right. Like the exact same animation. Which I, mean, I do like how his different powers had different streams. It was very video game. It was. You know? Yeah. Different colors, like different have, manas. Yeah. The, the fire stream and the poison stream. When he had the, when he had the tongue thing coming out to charge himself in the car, like that was a little disturbing, but then also so there's gross. one part where it like zooms out and you see his head and it's definitely just a doll. Like, yeah. like a sculpted head that doesn't have anything looking lifelike on it and doesn't move. Speaking of which, how in the ever loving fuck did she fall asleep after that? She wakes up like on the dashboard of the semi and I'm like, you were able to sleep next to this guy? Like, what is your problem? She must have been very tired. Right? Or one of the rapey guys in there gave her a a roofie or something randomly. I mean, one of the truckers. Believable in this movie only because it's so ridiculously uh, full of that kind of thing. I guess that's the only way you can make Howard the hero is if every other (laughs) guy looks worse than Howard. That's probably true, actually. It's kind of like Birds of Prey. They had, to make, they had to make Black Mask so evil because that Harley's everybody the else good guy. Is, yeah, yeah. Because because you're dealing with with you know anti heroes, shades and, of gray, vigilantes, yeah. right? Yeah. Howard the Duck isn't a superhero, but he yeah he's a Marvel comic character. Yeah. You know, uh, that's a good point. That's a good point. One of the uh, more ridiculous parts of the movie, at least for me though, was the little airplane. Oh, God, that went on so it long. Was, the whole movie was like half an hour too long. And I think ha- whole half an hour was that the airplane. stupid plane scene. Yeah, I think you could definitely. So you could absolutely cut any of the malfunctioning parts because so they, they, they act like it's sh- that the engine gets shot and it's leaking fuel. But then it's just because the fuel line got like slightly detached. But then he has like, he's like up in the air, like cutting the fuel line so that he can get a perfect mate, you know, like with the with the rubber hose or the thing. And he's struggling and the fuel is shooting out. He gets out. it like all over his face. Yeah. <laughs> so the movie's an hour and 52 minutes. Yeah. Which, I mean, that's a long movie, uh, especially and back painful. then. A yeah. lot of it felt disjointed, too. Like it. There were a ton of parts where I'm like, stop side questing. Get to your point. <laughs> stop side questing. <laughs> oh, man. No, I, I definitely thought the airplane scene was, aside from it being completely ridiculous, was way too long. Also, the tank scene. I mean, I, for me, at the very end, when he's driving, like, the, oh, the little, little cart. Tank, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, I thought, was it just a cart? I don't yeah. know. It had a gun it just, on it, didn't it? Well, but the gun's a handheld because remember he, they, right. they find it in the other room. He's holding it at the end of the movie. Yeah, it's, that, that yeah. was too much too. Like anything where they basically wanted to stop the actor from having to walk around as much as they could during action scenes for obvious reasons. But you know, when you start putting him in vehicles and things like that, it's too much. Uh, why were the cops so terrible? Like oh, the man. first 
thing they do is they say like shoot to kill like that that's your go-to like no wonder there's police brutality in this country like clearly also why are they all so inept that he's hiding under a staircase two feet away and they all just walk by they him don't after see that him at looking. all he wasn't in the dark or anything right and they are doing the the one thing it tends to be a problem more in sitcoms than in films but where like two lead characters are having a conversation that nobody else can hear yeah. for some reason yeah. but they're talking to the same volume as the people that are two feet away yeah. yeah yeah that always bothers me and it's much it's i can get past it in a sitcom because it's a sitcom but like in a movie like this, it makes zero sense. But yeah, they're so like they don't. They, they, it could be a, cops are horrible. Like they don't know. They they think it's a person in a suit, right? That's what they think it is because thinking it's an alien duck is kind of crazy. So they think it's a person in a suit. So it's either a little person or it's a child. So you're just gonna shoot a child? You're just gonna <laughs> strip them down and molest them? Well, that was messed up too, right? Yeah. Like first of all, they're bad at their job. They are bad people too. On top of it, so oh, I guess it is like real. Cool. It's it's it, they're just like so aggressive in that movie. Yeah, they are. It's something. Yeah. And, the, and they had to have the lead cop who's like the three days away from retirement, <laughs> except like he's not cool like any of the cops who've had that line before. So like it doesn't work at all. Yeah. Because he said that he's like, I don't know why I haven't retired. Like he actually says that line in the movie. Sorry, Murtaugh. <laughs> he wasn't even that old. It's like, no, you know, come on, you're like 35 no. years old. Why do you need to retire? <laughs> You know Cleveland, man. Apparently <laughs> Cleveland is really hard on people. I, I gotta say, the one time I laughed at this movie was when the cops come out and they're like, I don't know how to explain that we're on a manhunt for a duck. It's like, <laughs> we're on a duck, duck hunt, hunt, sir. Yes. I laughed so hard. And that was it. I stopped. That was the one time. I like the duck puns. I think they're funny. I did not like but... the duck puns. <laughs> Derek loves puns. It's I do. Right. And I, really I usually do. appreciate clever puns, but none of them were clever at all. It they're was all just... duck puns. How clever can they be? I mean, they could be more like clever. Like, they get than... old fast. Du man. Duck Hunt was about the most clever one. Or the one where somebody yelled duck <laughs> to get him to duck. And he didn't get it. Yeah. I mean, those were about the only two clever uh, ones in the whole movie. Everything else was stupid. And I get it. That's also from the comic books. He, yeah. ma he makes duck, duck puns all, the, puns time. all yeah. the time. So, but, I mean, at a certain point, you have to go, this isn't a comic book. Maybe we should ease off on the duck puns a little bit. <laughs> all that. They went just the, go with some humor a different way. To your point about how like the actors were, like they just went all in. They're oh, like, we're going 115 Everything about this movie was 200% easily. <laughs> mm -hmm. So how do you feel about the final form of the demon creature? silly like it, it whatever it was weird in some scenes the the scene when they're like coming to earth right before he destroys the laser thing and that you see him in like the orange tube or whatever yeah. I, they actually looked pretty cool there i thought that was a neat design it looked like big sculpted pieces that they were using for that and, and i thought they were a neat design but in other scenes they just looked dumb and the cg was really bad so it reminded me of edgar the cockroach in men in black Really? A little bit, yeah. It's okay. the final diet. They're both brown. Mm. They're like giant bug-likes. There's multiple appendages. So no, they're similar. demons, okay? Let's <laughs> get demons. this straight. Um, demons and bugs can be the same. I, my issues with it were more of like the split screen didn't really work where they were superimposing it. There, It had a problem a lot of movies back then had, and I'm not excusing it, but it was more common back then where like the – the contrast and saturation of the, the the different layers are not the same. It was like bad Photoshop, you yeah. know. Well, so like it looked more washed out, yeah. right, than the everything else around it, and that always takes maybe me out everything of it. in their dimension is more washed out. It must be what it is. Mm. Yeah, they're from a, a paler sepia tone. <laughs> exactly, the Zack Snyder universe. Aw, sad. <laughs> Um, so, okay, so here's a question for you, just from a narrative perspective. So let's, t for a moment, take the movie seriously, no. right? No. How do they end up You're not arrested at the end of the movie? Oh, yeah, everybody They're should heroes. be arrested. Are they? Because is anyone ever going to believe them? No. They blew up a lab. Like, there's no way they go from activity, that to obviously. a major arena concert. <laughs> right? Like, like, how did they get there? Did, zero like, sense. Did, did Jennings just, like, take all the fall and the blame and everyone just believed him? Or, like... That's what I'm guessing happened. Yeah, it has okay. to be something like that. 
Because they wouldn't be heroes, clearly. I mean, it's and also, how did she become a rock star? Just because Howard's the agent now? Oh, because he knows he, nobody on Earth. He has no connections. It's not because he's their agent. It's because he's her inspiration. Oh, Jesus Christ! That's why she sings the Howard the Duck song. That's their big song now. Well, that's gonna wrap us up. <laughs> Please do it, Rachel. Just oh, rip off on. the band aid. Come on. It is not the worst movie the three of us have watched. No, Wrinkle oh. Time still takes that for me. And that's a fairly new movie well, with a massive I mean, budget. And movies can be good Oprah. or bad from any generation. I'm just saying. I don't know. This is bad, man. It was pretty rough. I was not happy. I was really angry at you. I was like, I'm going to serve wow. him divorce papers. Wow. I'm, I'm really excited for you to review my, my choice for bad movie reviews because that'll be a fun one. It's not even, you'll probably hate me. I'm gonna on that make one you too. guys watch Catwoman or something for this. Okay, the basketball scene alone is enough for me to <laughs> review that whole movie. I've actually never seen Catwoman, so I'm up for that. Oh no. yeah! How dare you? Don't wish that upon me, Derek. Take it back. You take it back. Do not He's put that not evil on me, to. Ricky Bobby. <laughs> I'm not doing that again. I'll do a lot of things for you guys. I, I just proved that by reviewing yeah. this movie tonight. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, all right. Well, are, are there any other parts of the movie that we skipped over or didn't cover that you guys thought? Probably some of the random mentioning? fluff in the middle, but I'm not yeah. interested in covering that really. Okay. Fair enough. Um, I guess, you know, they probably intended for there to be a sequel, but there obviously wasn't one. <laughs> it was like the, the He-Man syndrome where you see Skeletor at the end come back and they're like, oh, they were they knew they were getting a sequel. Well, okay, let's give them a and little bit of credit. Not. There's no post-credit scene. So they, didn't, they weren't that cocky, I guess. Or at least George Lucas maybe. I guess maybe George Lucas has never done a post-credit scene in any of his content. Nope. That's just not for him, I guess, which is fine. You I haven't seen American Graffiti, have you? <laughs> yes. Oh, I'm just kidding. I was making a joke. Uh, okay. but there's a post-credit scene in American Graffiti. I don't, okay, yeah. There's not. No, uh, <laughs> my, my experience with American Graffiti was kind of weird. My dad wanted to introduce, introduce me and my friend, we were 12 at the time, to two films on the same day, American Graffiti and Pink Floyd's The Wall. And those are probably the two most different films to ever exist. So that was a weird day for me, but I did watch them both. Good story. Yeah, you're welcome. In chat, we got a question. Oh, Okay, so how does it rate compared to Snowpiercer or Airbud? Very so, good choices for movies to <laughs> compare it to. Very this similar is, genres. This, this is clearly someone who listens to the show, though, which I appreciate, so thank you. Um, I've actually never seen Airbud. I just know that he's a basketball star in the movie. <laughs> Isn't it on Disney Plus? How dare you? It is, uh, yeah. Per, so personally, I would rather watch this than Snowpiercer again. Personally. You're the only one at the table that would say that. I, think. I, I think at it, least Snowpiercer has Chris Evans. Yeah, this has Leah Thompson. That's not enough for me. Sorry. Yeah, it's enough for me. Oh, I don't know, man. <laughs> Can the third choice just be to die? Wow. Like, what about wow. Airbud? Would you rather watch Airbud? Yes. Yeah, I would too. Yes, I'd rather watch Airbud. Yeah. It's doing his best playing basketball. Just doing his job. Since I haven't seen it, I, I can't say for sure. Okay. But yeah, yeah. I'd watch I would Air rather Bud. watch either of those Look, movies. Snowpiercer clearly has better fight sequences than Howard the Duck, <laughs> right? But, you know, I, I enjoy I enjoy Howard the Duck. I I'm just it's, not looking forward to watching either of those movies again anytime <laughs> soon, guys. That's it. There was more to enjoy in Snowpiercer and definitely more to enjoy in Airbud. I would watch Airbud <laughs> over Snowpiercer or Howard the Duck. I don't know. For sure. I did want to see Airbud Golden Receiver. Uh, that was the sequel. We know. There he were played, a lot of sequels. Yeah, no, that, was the, that was the second one. And there's he, a lot of Air Buds. They probably football. died. Many died during that time while they were filming. Yeah. I don't know why you have to be like this. <laughs> I don't, I'm just being real. I don't want people to think it's the same Air Bud in every movie. Let them believe that, all right? No, it's not a problem. You don't it's get fine. that, people who listen to this show. Sorry. <laughs> you can't take joy in the simple things. Nope. So what are we talking about next week? Next Is week, we are going to talk about Disney. And we don't ever do that. No. Like, it's <laughs> oh going to be... What are we talking about this time? Just, you know, the conflicting nature of Disney as a company. We bitch about the company, yet all three of us continue to support their property. So More you guys than I, but I only I watch mean, the Marvel movies. I mean, you see Marvel and Star Wars. And Star like, Wars. But you guys do all of the princess yeah, movies and everything. I do. So. I'm a sucker for it. I'm a huge Disney fan, and it really bums me out that they make such 
wonderful things that pulls me in and oh, it bums all yeah terrible I, I get it. <laughs> so yeah we're gonna get into that it'll be a little bit of a heavier discussion as opposed to tonight but yeah. Definitely less, less duck tits yep. too. Oh, That's what I, I was. Yeah, uh, we were both going there. Yep. Less well, duck we're tits. saying less duck tits now, but we tune don't know. In. I mean, who can really you know, tell in. the future? One of us so. may get pulled by our chair through space and time, and then True. there could be some duck tits. False. Who's to say? Exactly. <laughs> we can't predict the future, guys. Exactly. All right. Well, hey, quick reminder: come see us at Planet Comic Con if you're going to be in Kansas City the weekend of March 20th. Uh, our panel is at 4:30 p.m. on that Friday. We will be doing our MCU tournament, mm-hmm. so you can come see us. And Ryan will have a booth, a table, mm-hmm. a booth uh, for Buster Props all weekend, so you can come see him and friend of the show, John, and all their really cool stuff that they have. Yes, so much cool stuff. Lots yeah. of cool stuff. That's right. And Ray and I will be around, too. But, yeah. You know, walking we'll just around. be walking around doing stuff. I'm going to convince stuff. him to go refill my root beer. <laughs> it's a long walk. <laughs> Is it? Not from our booth. I, I mean, maybe if you get the same spot for like the third year in a row, yeah. that'd be nice. Um, all right, Ray, you want to play us out? All right, guys. So you can find the Screen Heroes at Screen Heroes Pod on Twitter. You can follow Ryan at Buster Props, me at Siren Ray, and Derek at the Star Trek Dude on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can follow all of Heroes Podcasts and see what we're up to at heroespodcast.com. We have all of our handles on that site, as well as the podcast articles and links to our Twitch and Patreon. So check that out. Watch the show every Tuesday. Listen to it every Thursday. We will catch you guys next week for the Big Bad Disney discussion. Later, taters. Bye. I'm sorry for who I am. Bye.